0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode twenty-eight of the Big Fly Pod with your co-host K Christian Myers, and myself, Ty Lewin. We got the whole gang back together. Uh Christian has taken time off from his job to be on this podcast here today. So really appreciate the time there, Christian. Um, let's check in with you, dude. Cause you um you sort of I don't know if it's been PTO uh from the pod or or what's been happening. So why don't we get an update on the life of Christian?
1: Dude, it's been good. I'm super busy. I've been going out recruiting sponsors for the pod, which is where I've been the last couple of weeks. Um, and so soon enough, we will be sponsored and getting paid for podding. Good. Good.
0: Excellent. Uh, glad that we finally learned why you're uh, on PTO. Um, let's check in with the one, the only coach came coach came a how you doing?
2: Doing good here, boys. That's big news, Christian. We love a little uh, sponsor action going on. We love that. Uh, no, things have been good. Nothing much has changed in the last week since we talked last. Um, you know, baseball season is chugging along. We're getting close to June, so we're getting close to the middle of the season here. I would say like Memorial Day is a good kind of check in point to see where each team is at and kind of see, kind of sh- shapes out how the races are going to go um, through the summer. So we're almost at that check in point
0: absolutely seasons rolling right now uh almost into june summertime for for all these teams and right now the league has just been sort of um i think i said this pretty much the last two pods but it still continues to be just so strange uh and especially with certain divisions and certain teams not being able to pull away um starting at the top with the uh the nl uh nl central we're going to start here this week uh, Milwaukee at 25 and 22, along with the Pirates being at 25 and 23. St. Louis, four and a half back. Cubs, four and a half back, along with Cincinnati, hanging around at five and a half back. Uh, the Cubs and the Reds are at three and seven in the last ten. Pittsburgh at four and six. Milwaukee in five and five. And St. Louis, one of the hottest teams in baseball, at seven and three. St. Louis continues to roll. Nolan Gorman is that dude. Paul DeYoung, comeback season uh that guy hopefully will get paid this offseason he's been uh tremendous here so far this year pirates have hung around a little bit milwaukee sort of just continues to stay at the top despite injuries uh just uh you know continues to just show that they're uh, a top level program or top level program jesus not college baseball tie top level team in the nl so again this this central division's just weird. The Cubs are probably going to win tonight. Finally, um, you know we are up seven to two. The Stros, I think we're up six to one when we lost, so I won't count that as a win just yet. Uh, but fellas across the NL Central, anything stand out to you? Let's start with let's start. Let's put a little workload on the kid, Christian. Just your thoughts on the NL Central so far this year.
1: Um, I think it's a little bit disappointing. And I mostly just say that because the Cardinals had such a slow start, but they're starting to figure it out and get it going. And Pittsburgh, you know, had their run at the beginning, but I think they're, I mean, I think they started what, like 19 and 4, 19 and 5, something like that. And now they're down to 25 and 23. So they've been coming back to, form and uh i mean they're they're kind of losing steam but the just the division overall i think is a little bit down from what it has been in the past with the brewers and the cardinals being so dominant and now they're both sort of middle of the road across the national league
0: yeah yeah i personally think the cardinals are going to pick up a big time uh pitcher at the deadline. Uh I don't I don't see how the Cardinals can really make a push to the playoffs with their pitching right now. Uh their offense is is at is ob- is at obviously on fire, but it's just not going to stand for the playoffs. Um K May, I mean, looking right now, you still got the Pirates hanging around half game back from the Brewers. In your opinion right now, any particular team that you can see actually having a shot at winning the NL uh the NL pennant
2: from the central? Yeah. No, not right now. I was gonna ask you guys actually, Do you, is there a team that like stands out from the rest of them? And if so, what do they need to do with the deadline to like start winning more games and just being three games over whatever the Brewers are right now? What do you guys think? Christian. You talked about the pitching with uh, the Cardinals too, Any, anything else that you think?
0: You know, the thing is, is that the Cardinals have, and, I, and I'm, this is non-biased, I personally think they either have the top offense in all in, in, in the NL Um, you got, obviously you got the Dodgers and uh, Atlanta there at the top. That's going to fight for that, you know, top spot, depending on opinion. I personally think though, that over the course of the season, their starters really do have to be able to withstand. And so if their starters can turn it around a little bit um, I'm thinking about, you know, with, Michaelis. Um, Wainwright obviously coming back now. Can he just have one more peak of a year uh, to put them in a position to be successful? They just don't have that pinnacle ace right now, and that's why I'm saying I'd I I'd be really shocked at the deadline if they didn't make a big move for that. Um, they got some studs, of course, in their farm system. I don't know if they want to give that up per se, uh, but the Cardinals are, are in a position that I personally think with being at twenty-two and twenty-eight, they're very, very lucky because of how badly they started the season. But they're a better team than the Cubs. They're a better team than the uh than the Pirate or the Pirates. They're a better team, of course, than the Reds. Um, Milwaukee's just sitting there at the top, and if they get their arms back, that's where I just I see difficulty in the
1: Cardinals pulling away.
0: So I don't know, Christian, your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stay on that same plane of Getting a, a starter, but I think that that's what the Brewers need to do as well. Is and it doesn't have to be, you know, an ace, they're not in that position because they've got burns. Um, but they need to go pick up somebody who can fill in at the back end of that staff because Lauer right now has been really hit or miss and he got demoted to the bullpen. Uh, what last week I think they moved him into the bullpen then brought him back for a start and he threw actually pretty well um, but now just went on the 15 day DL so I don't know what to expect from him um, moving forward but we'll uh, you know we'll see what they do here Yeah,
0: good breakdown fellas I mean it's again the NL Central the last couple of years has just been very interesting from the standpoint of who really wants to pull away from that, you know, from the rest of the group. Um, Because right now, I would I would have thought if I didn't look at the standings, I would have thought that the Brewers had a pretty decent sized lead in the division, and the Reds, you know, they're a feisty team. They're only five and a half back. They're probably not a team that's going to have a shot at all of making the playoffs. But it just shows that no certain no particular team is is pulling away. So definitely uh keep an eye on that especially this week because the cardinals have the dodgers uh the cubs have the mets um there's some really pivotal series this week and again this is probably in the next uh 2 weeks is going to be something that uh will be very interesting um the NL East hey man we got Atlanta 29-19 Second best division, or sorry, second best record in all of baseball, where is second best record uh, in the National League, excuse me. Uh, New York Mets turning it around now 25 and 23, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Miami at 24 and 24, right at 500. Philly at 22 and 26. Washington at 20 and 28. Looking at the last 10 across the board, Philadelphia continues their struggles. Trey Turner coming out this week saying he's not been good so it's it's while those types of things are great from the standpoint of their professionals it's tough to hear that from a guy who had better stats up to this point came a in the world baseball classic that he did uh and during this year so far so really again 10-year deal it'll work out but um it's sad to see because philly really had a shot to to pull this away um Atlanta four and six sort of dipping a little bit, but still there 29 and 19 gives them that cushion to be able to have a little bit of a rough stretch here. Um, Miami at five and five, 500, like the record and the New York Mets at seven and three, the young core, uh, Vientos and Beatty have started to play a bigger part in all of this. And of course, you know, now you get Verlander back. He had an unbelievable start last week. Um, Scherzer, of course, getting back into into, you know his role and what it's gonna look like. And I heard a really interesting point the other day on a podcast where you know they said they go that if the Mets are are smart here, they they of course, you know, continue to figure out what's gonna be best for Verlander and Scherzer for the playoffs. Because last year in the wild card round, um I can't remember who they would have played. It would have they would have played not Philly. San Diego, right? San Diego, thank you. Scherzer's arm was pretty much dead. He had pretty much dead arm at that point. Uh so now with Verlander coming off a little bit of an injury, of course, Scherzer having, you know, little issues here and there, of course, with the uh with the sticky stuff. But I think the Mets are really starting to find their role. Uh right now they're down seven to two against the Cubs, which I'm happy about personally. But um what I saw tonight was necessarily they had like I think they've left probably 10, 12 guys on base. But overall, the Mets are really starting to come together, which is always, in my personal opinion, is fun for baseball. I, uh, mm-hmm. Mets fans are very, very sad to watch. Frank the Tank might be the saddest sports fan I have ever. <laughs> you talk about a guy that I, 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 I heard him say a positive thing after like four comeback wins in a row or whatever. If it takes that much for any positivity from that guy, Lord, I, I I pray for that team. But, yes, Beatty, of course, Vientos really coming alive here. Escobar is now finding a little bit of a spot over there at second base, um, you know, f- switching that with McNeil. Um, able to catch the Mets at all, Kami? I know you've had a busy week and everything, but have you been able to catch them at all?
2: Yeah, not recently. But, uh, you know, obviously seeing highlights and stuff, they're obviously starting to play well. Um, you said it's good for baseball. It's good for the division too. I mean, the Braves have been at, on top of that division, had a commanding lead since – Pretty much day one. Um, so it's good to see the Mats kind of crew back in there. Hopefully, they can give the Braves a little bit of a run for their money. I don't think they're going to be able to catch the Braves um, in the long term, but hopefully, it makes it for a fun race um, throughout the summer. And like you said, they're kind of finding their rhythm. Um, offensively, they got those two young guys who are really stepping up um, and those two, that one two punch in the rotation. Um, so Definitely can battle for a wild card. I think they can hang in the race. And like I said, I hope they can uh, challenge the Braves up there up top for that top to the top spot as well.
0: Yeah, speaking of both the Braves and the Mets, the Mets have now rolled into the top ten in OPS, which was something that a lot uh, some folks are talking about where they struggled at with that basically that overall um you know appearance of or not appearance, but overall. Uh, stature of the team from an offensive standpoint, they've really started to turn around. The Braves are right there at the top uh, at a 788 OPS, which is pretty ridiculous. Um, but, you know, all these teams at the end of the day are going to come into rough stretches. Uh, but still, like, like we said, Atlanta having that early, incredible start to the season gives them a little cushion. You can struggle a little bit. And man, they've had injuries. You know, Kyle Wright goes down. Max Freed goes down again. They are dealing with all types of injuries. And so for them to be in that position right now is pivotal. Um, but going back to Philly, three and seven, just really not finding it right now. Um, pitching's, not, <laughs> pitching's not doing well. Um, they, they actually did take that series against the Cubs uh, this past weekend, but it wasn't necessarily anything that was outstanding, in my opinion. So we'll see. uh The fact is that they're only two games up on uh, the Nationals for the last spot. So Philly's really going to turn around. Speaking, when does
2: it. uh when does your like alarm flag or when does your red flag go up on Trey Turner? Like when what what point do we get to where it's like fuck? We just gave him all that money.
0: Yeah, I I, I in my personal opinion, I I look at that and say, what are the other guys doing around him to not? seep up that alarm you know what i mean because bryson stott's been unbelievable over there at second base for him alec bohm has been a uh he's been all right this year for them he's played a uh you know a solid third base and potentially and sometimes first base as well castiano's mm-hmm. having a big year harper coming back i think where my flags start to go up is if you don't make the playoffs this year because right now is you got castiano Cassianos, i believe is got his last year this year or next year. Sounds um, right. Yeah. You know, like JT got paid. Like all these guys got paid. And now you're just, you know, you can't have a a magical season like you had last year every single year. You can't go into the playoffs as the wildcard team every single year expecting to have what they did last year with going to the world series so i mean i'm looking at trey right you got to point out trey you can't really point out harper yet because he had tommy john surgery comes back in this remarkable fashion so you can't really point the finger at him and then of course real muto is having a solid year cassianos is having a solid year stott who's really started to grow into himself so yeah i mean i'm looking at like august september is where do you stand? Are you at least in a play? Are you, if you're still in a playoff position, like such as the wild card, just because, you know, Atlanta is going to pull away and it's going to be difficult to win that division. That's what I'm looking at. I don't know about you. I would agree. Yeah,
2: I a hundred percent agree. So I was listening to a really interesting segment on uh LB not the other day. And the guys were talking about the free agent shortstop market and kind of how that, turned out this winter. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how, you know, it's paid off so far. Obviously a lot of those guys got multi-year deals. So it's like going to take a while to, uh, to you know, kind of see how those are going to play out overall. Um, but they were talking about how Dansby Swanson actually has the highest OPS out of those four guys, those four main shortstops so far, which was interesting to me because I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that, you know, especially when they signed their deals, I would have thought that Dansby would have been probably the weakest of the four uh, personally signing those deals. Um, but anyways, I'm getting off topic, but that was just kind of an interesting segment to me. Interesting to kind of think about, like, when do you, as a fan, when do you kind of think, when, like, I, like I said with uh, Trey Turner, when do those alarm flags kind of start to go up and it's like, crap, we just signed this guy to massive money and he's not producing, you know? 100%, um,
0: 100%, I, and, I, and I look at that as well, is, you know, you, and, and it's it's so funny to me because you, you look back at all those signings and all these fans, Cubs fans included, um, like you look at all these signings that happen and how all these teams freak out that they didn't go get this player and this and that. And at the end of the day, like these teams are doing such a deep dive into what their investment is going to look like transpired over 10 years. So like they understand where their shortfalls are going to come and like how that lays out for the future, what they're like all these different things come into play. So it's like from a, Cubs perspective, like going, if we're going to go back to that just a little bit off topic, like the Cubs couldn't go after a high level shortstop because for the rest of their future, they're going to have to pay guys in the next five to six years when it comes to like the Phillies, for example, like they've already made their big payments. Like they know what they have from an investment standpoint that they are allowed to give versus, you know, like the Mets who can just go invest everything in the next three or like, or I guess similar to the Mets where it's like, Three to four years, we have all this. Op- we have this opportunity right now. This window, we're gonna ex- we're gonna invest in something that we know that can over time make sense. And so, like I look at the Phillies deal and I say, well, I know Trey Turner is gonna be good for the next, you know, ten years. And versus like a guy like Carlos Correa, where you had to look at him as a two to three year, two to three year uh, player. Hopefully, that makes sense. It's just, yeah. these, it's just so much more planning goes into this than like a guy going, man, we would have been so much better if we had Carlos Correa. Well, yeah. I mean, on paper, maybe for one year, but it's every, there's so many things that go in it from an analytical standpoint. So yes, I'm excited to hear that, but the Cubs need to win. So, uh, but we don't need to go on that tangent. Uh, let's Love roll that breakdown, dude. Yes. Love that
2: breakdown from you.
0: Yeah. NL West wise, um, man, it's just so impressive what the Dodgers do. It really is. We talked about this last week, K-May. Just Mm -hmm. the premiere of the premiere. I mean, you just put them up number one every single year for the NL. It's ridiculous. Um, They now, unfortunately, just lost uh, Dustin May, which, you know, it's one of those weird things, right? He's down, you know, he's out for a few weeks, but they got to do MRIs. They're looking at things. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that guy's all right because I love watching him pitch. But um, Dodgers rolling at the top there at the NLS, 31 to 19. Arizona, the D backs, 29 and 20, hanging around. Uh just consistently staying up there as as a as a potential wild card team hell even winning the division uh maybe they make some moves at the deadline uh San Francisco hanging around a little bit 23 and 24 San Diego disappointing so far this year at 22 and 26 uh and Colorado Rockies uh 20 and 28 looking across the last 10 uh Arizona leads the top at 8 and 2 uh the uh let's see here San Francisco and the Dodgers both 6 and 4 after the last 10 the Rockies at four and six and the Padres at three and seven, the Padres, man, Holy cow. What a disappointment they've been this year so far. Um, Look, still got time to get over this, but I mean, I made the, I made my prediction, bro. I'll, I'll stand here and, and, and face it. I, I had the Padres winning it all, like no problem winning the division this year, all this. Um, And you just forget sometimes that the Dodgers have built a steady consistent ball club probably for the next five to six years they're already they always project out they already know what they're probably going to be doing next year they're probably going to get Otani that's why they didn't necessarily spend as much this offseason but they knew they had James Altman and and Vargas and these guys that were coming in they knew they had Gavin Stone Bobby Miller this team is so Fun to watch. It's it's just, you just are appreciate what they do for baseball. It really is. 100
2: agree with you. Um, you know, Dodgers are just a top-notch organization. Like you said, they set the they set themselves up so well for the future, whilst still winning in the present. Um, just very jealous of the organization overall. I want to give a shout out to a player in the NL West. Uh, Michael Conforto has been quietly having a season, um, and I. I'm rooting for him. I'm really happy for him. Coming off of that season where he went on sign last year with, like, the shoulder issue or whatever, this is kind of like a a year for him. He is mashing the ball. Um, I know the Giants are only right around 500, but I've been really glad to see Michael Conforto having having success and having a good season so far. Um, it's been cool for me to watch. Have you Dodgers, been able to catch any, any of that?
0: Dodgers are – or not – excuse me, the the Giants are sneaky, right? Because yeah. you, you've brought up um, – this kid and I don't know if you've been able to watch him yet, Casey Schmidt. I picked him Why up not? in fantasy, man. Uh, one of the uh, one of the strongest arms across the infield. So now you're take now you've eliminated that need over there at third base. He also plays short, so you give Crawford a break, which is huge. Um, they picked up some other guys as well. Of course, you got uh, J.D. Davis still playing very, very well. Mitch Haniger is a solid option there. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say nobodies because that's a really, really bold word to say about an, a professional baseball player. But they just what they had a few years ago where they had that incredible year, you know, the the. I don't know, if, wow, was it Darren Ruff? Was it Darren Ruff who was playing for him? Who was their first baseman? I can't remember. But I agree, dude. They got the Rodgers brothers in the pen. Their pen is sick. Um, probably one of the best, you know, closers in all of baseball, and Camilo, uh Duvall. Sneaky team, dude. Uh, has had a decent year so far. Logan Webb's coming down with a little bit of an injury. Hopefully he gets back on track. Um, but, you know, another pitcher, Alex Cobb, is in an incredible year so far. Uh, let's look at his stats here um he did you see his freak out the other day yeah yeah so i love that got a little bit of psychoness going on there uh but yeah dude he's got let's see here he's got 50 through 58 innings He got two point one seven ERA. um let's see let's see if he's got his whip here you know 1.31 whip gets that down a little bit but hey, that's a solid year man so agreed kma you know they just. The Giants are kind of similar, like the Dodgers. The Dodgers have just been able to spend that big-time money. I'm kind of, you know, happy for the Giants not getting Correa, so they can really, you know, still kind of keep themselves uh, on the path to potentially getting some better free agents here in the future. But couldn't agree more, dude. The team, the team's rocking. Uh, but yeah, sure. Padres are not good, and I think everyone knows that. Looks like they just won tonight. Juan Soto is going to basically. Holding that team up at this point. They lost Machado. Hopefully not for a significant amount of time, but uh, it's just a weird team, man. Because you got Bogart, you got Tatis, you got Kim, you got Cronenworth, you got all these studs, and it's just I wonder what it's like in that clubhouse. You just wonder. Oh my man. god, I know. Yeah. It is ego mania in that place. And big time. You know, you got Soto now who's gonna have to get paid. Um or or wait, why am I blank? Soto didn't get paid. Soto did not sign. Soto will be a free agent, right? Pretty sure, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Because I I get confused because Machado had the extension. Yeah. Soto did, but... Matisse has signed for the long term, too. Yeah, yeah. But overall, man, NL West stays legit every single year. Let's move on to the AL, dude. Let's start on the AL Central. Um, Okay. The Central divisions for both NL and AL, we'll just say, are the worst in all of baseball, Yeah. It's kind of that was tough to hear that the AL Central might have the worst division in the history of baseball. Yeah. I heard that. That's, uh, that sucks. But, um, yeah, man, I, (laughs) what do you want to talk about with this division? Um, uh, I mean,
2: Twins are what a few games over still. Twins, so,
0: twins are, are. I will say that Joe Ryan, of course, and and uh, Sonny Gray are like we talked about last week are are legit. Yeah. Um, Byron Buxton is starting to really get it going here. So if if Minnesota really wants to take this division, they absolutely could. But uh, you know, matter, if I stand
2: corrected. I didn't. I didn't realize they're down to twenty-five and twenty-four. The only one game over. I thought there was still like four or five games over. So I stand corrected there. But. The Twins have definitely shown that they're the best team so far in the division, even though how mediocre it is. Um,
0: you wish, you, man. You just want Detroit to get good. You want the Sox to be good. The Guardians will stay good. I mean, they're 21 and 27, but that's easily a team that can turn it around here. Um, for sure. So it's just like you just don't know who's going to pull away this division. Uh, the Sox are actually looking kind of nice over the last couple of games. Jake Berger, Gavin Stone, I mean –
2: Sheets, Bash Bros, yeah.
0: Bash Bros, can we call them that? Yeah,
2: Gavin Sheets, not Gavin Stone. Correction, but yes, yeah, you I mean, are correct. Sheets.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out, to Cubs fan for no <laughs> it works really, really well. Uh, but I mean, let's talk Sox here, just for just for a quick minute. Let's get it. Let's get it. Kind of a KMA update. How we feeling? You're twenty and thirty, but here's the whole thing: is you're twenty and thirty, but you're five and a half back. Two ways to look at it.
2: Yeah, um, promising that the pitching has looked a lot better than it did in April. Um, the bullpen's been looking really, really solid. Starting rotation has started to turn it around, too, and they got some timely hitting as well. Um, still waiting them to put it like, completely together and roll off, run off like five or six straight because that's kind of what they need to do to firmly get back in the race and kind of compete with the Twins and stay at the top of that division. Um, but it's been promising. I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. It's been promising to watch, and check, and like I said, see that pitching really turn around because that's where it all starts, the pitching.
0: It really does. And and C's had a great game tonight. They won tonight 3-1 against the Guardians, which at the end of the day, just win your divisional games. I mean, seriously, yep. it's it's what it's going to come down to now, man. It's it's all these divisional games. So if you want to watch any of these teams this year, you better watch their divisional games because that's really what it's going to come down to. And um, the Twins seem to be pulling away a little bit um in, in 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 that department they have the highest uh, run differential in the division at plus 39 um all the other teams are below uh below that zero mark but again the, the al central is kind of fun in its way it, it, is that one of these teams that they get hot at the right time they win that division you never know man get in the playoffs that's all that matters
2: it's like uh, you remember that if, this is a, going a few years back now, probably like a decade or so. Remember the Seattle Seahawks when they were like seven and nine? They snuck into the playoffs. Yeah. And they beat the then the Marshawn Lynch, Lynch game, and they beat the beat the Saints in the wildcard game. Kind of getting those vibes from like the one that seems the, in the AL Central is going to sneak in the playoffs and like do something crazy in the playoffs.
0: Little little Jake Berger magic. I mean, yeah. the burgers throwing out on Guaranteed Rate right Field. I mean, come on, dude. That would be. That would be awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, let's talk al east we got a few minutes left here so we may roll through uh these last two divisions um tampa bay of course at the top at 35 and 15 best record in all of baseball uh five and five in the last 10 though so kind of slowing down a little bit um and not the cushion that you would think they would have baltimore 31 and 17 three games back man love this team six and four in their last 10 but what a what just an absolute squad city connect jerseys came out I, I dig them. I dig. Yeah, them. they're sick. I agree. They're, they're dope. sick. They're sick. Uh, Yankees at 30 and 20. They're five games back. Uh, but all these teams, of course, this entire AL East division is basically rounding out the wild card. So uh, but they're eight and two in their last 10. They've been rolling um, started last week when they got against the Toronto Blue Jays. Like we talked about where it was just going th- that whole series was just absolutely insane and it ended of course on Chris Bassett and Garrett Cole going head to head which was a fantastic matchup uh, Boston Red Sox 26 and 22 eight games back four and six in the last 10 but still 26 and 22 and then Toronto rounding it out in 26 and 23 uh, keeping up the momentum of all teams being over 500 in the division absolutely insane uh, they're three and seven in their last 10 but they've definitely had uh, some very tough teams to play um, just because of the few minutes that we have left here uh, KMA, we're going to roll right into the AL West as well and we'll just kind of touch on those last two or last two divisions a little bit Texas team that just is gonna have to somehow beat out Houston this year crazy enough that Texas or Houston um, may not make the playoffs just because of how good that al East division is uh just insane uh the al is gonna be is gonna be a lot of fun this year from the standpoint of hopefully teams don't get beat up so much in the al playoffs that there's really no shot against the uh, team that comes out of the NL but it's been it's been amazing to watch. Houston at 28 and 20, they're 8 and 2 in their last 10. Of course, the Cubs got them hot and now they're just absolutely rolling. Yordan Alvarez is the best baseball player in the world and it's not even it's not even a, a comparison. You could put Acuña up there, but Yordan Alvarez is the clutchest player in baseball. He's the best hitter in baseball. Um and that man is going to Everyone's talking about Shoei's contract. Of course, he's going to get that because of his pitching abilities. But watch out for the contract Yordan's going to get in a few years. LA Angels at 26 and 23, hanging around uh, at four and a half back, five and five and five in their last ten. Mike Mike Trout is having a down portion of the season so far. He's been on a little bit of a rough stretch, but this is the first time the Angels have shown that they can hang around and still be a ball club without that. Mickey Moniak is just coming alive. I uh, picked him up in fantasy. Very happy about that. He's been outstanding. Um, Seattle Mariners, 23 and 24, just one game under 500, five and five, in their last 10. Haven't found their stretch yet, but Seattle, the last four years has always, always gotten hot during the summer. Um, and man, I, I forget the name of their ballpark, but during the summertime, that place gets rolling when it's yeah, 1 a.m.
2: Yeah, I think it's T-Mobile. Does that sound right? T-Mobile, Parker's right. on That place is yeah.
0: freaking rocking. I'm excited to see that. Uh, and a team that I, I'm I'm excited to see when they come out with their new logo. Uh, the Vegas A's, I mean the Oakland A's at 10 and 39. Run differential of minus 177. Put it in perspective, Wolf. no other team in baseball has it below minus 80. Uh, just <laughs> abysmal. Uh, we'll talk about them every week. Uh, but that's about as much as we're going to talk about them. About, <laughs> We've got about four minutes here left, K-May, but I mean, you're looking at the AL, you're saying, okay, if you were to I'm trying to think of a question here. If you're the Angels – let's talk about the Angels because the Angels right now are – they're obviously going to be a wild-card team, and you have to find a way, right? You got Shohei leaving. You don't want to trade him at the deadline because it's probably going to be your one year in a while that you can actually get in the playoffs with both those guys, and anything can happen when you get Shohei Ohtani in the playoffs, uh, and baseball needs that tremendously. If you're looking at that team right now, and I know it's hard because the Angels are hard to follow because of how late they play, Any, mm-hmm. if you're thinking about one position that they need to go after that would really put them over the edge, let's say non-pitcher. Let's go just uh, positional player-wise. What position are you going after and do you maybe think of some guys across baseball that you would try to pick up?
2: Wow, well, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say pitcher cuz I think they could use a starting pitcher. However, yeah, they could. They based, could. Yeah, based on based on your answer, I will say not that this is, position is a huge problem for them, just because it hasn't worked out the way that they wanted it to with Rendon. I'm going to say third base. And Gio Ochoa has been holding his own over there, so I'm not going to say it's like a huge need. But I think if they have like a solid third baseman who, you know, has has a name, has a reputation, someone like a Rendon, maybe not to his caliber, um, but picking someone up like that could be good. Um, I'm trying to think of the teams across the league who I'm might be selling their yeah. Baseman.
0: I'm running through the division, or not the division, but across the league right now. If you were to pick up a guy, nobody from the AL East, the Central. Who's the third baseman from Kansas City?
2: Um, I want to say Mestacas, but it's definitely not Mestacas anymore.
0: With, let's check here. Yeah, a, go ahead and like going to play up the Google so, machine there, Lou. We're literally we're we're firing here. <laughs> fire session here let's see um let's see i agree though if well while i look at the roster here for like the royals like i'm i'm in full agreement that they can find man they could find somebody to play third base not matt duffy maybe a couple years ago with matt duffy that's really their only third base option is it can't go after wit let's see here i i I mean, if the Sox weren't to pull it together, you can go after Yohan Mancada. <laughs> True. Yeah, they could sell Mancada. Yeah, you could sell the hell out of Mancada. Yeah. So How do we go with that? Uh, well, that's not – that's probably not the best option. Uh, Damn, I'm good with that. Yeah, you'd be really, really good with that. All right, going yeah. Yon Mankata at the deadline to the Angels. The the biggest prediction in all of baseball right now, Yon Mancada starting third baseman in August. Hot maybe. takes only. Hot takes only. Um well folks thanks so much for tuning in. Um we're still rolling with this no notes episode. I didn't even call it a no notes episode because everybody in the world knows this is a no notes episode. Um no, no it's notes like, baby. in the world by storm. Um, it really is. I I a lot of people reaching out to me um, from SVP um yeah. to Jeff Passon um to Frank the Tank. Everybody's reaching out to me saying, you know, no notes episode. Has been changing my life for the better, Jamie. Anything else before we sign off here? Because I know you got a big week ahead of you, man.
2: Got a big week ahead of me. Uh, heading up to the lake for Memorial Day weekend should be should be a lot of fun. A lot of uh, ice cold beverages, adult beverages will be drank. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, as, as you as we said earlier, looking forward to uh, rolling into the the meat and potatoes uh, baseball season here, middle of the summer should be fun. Best, man
0: june will be the biggest month of all this baseball season folks so thanks so much for tuning in and if you had a notice christian unfortunately had to drop here mid call um he's got sponsorship calls coming in so we just really want to make sure that he's able to focus on that side of the business for us uh but hopefully next week we get him to you know touch on some ball here but thanks so much everyone for tuning in and uh, we're signing off here from the big fly pod thanks so much